wife uh, says, hey, maybe would, would a hot, hot bath tonight work? Now, I'm not a huge bath guy. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. Um, don't remember the last time I had one. But uh, my wife was offering to make a bath and, and, and see if maybe just being, just relaxing in hot water might help that night and, and, and just help maybe all the, the cold and all of this stuff just, just be something different. And uh, so I'm like, I'm like, sure, let's do that. And uh, unfortunately, so we have two baths. One is just a shower. One is a shower over tub. And that one happens to be our guest room and also the bathroom where my teenage boy, young adult son, <laughs> use on a regular basis. And so let's just say it wasn't like spa treatment. Let's just say it wasn't like I was going in there and feeling like this was like, you know, four star, you know, there's going to be candles and champagne and all this other stuff. Uh, and, and, and honestly, it wasn't ready for a bath. My wife uh, spent 20, 30 minutes preparing the tub. Like seriously, gracious, loving wife just is cleaning the tub, scrubbing it down, getting all of the, 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 the boy off of it and making it ready for a proper bath. And uh, then she went out and got a bag of this lavender Epsom salt, and she is dumping essential oils left and right, and I wasn't sure if she was making a bath or finding out a way to cook me. I wasn't 100% sure, but it definitely smelled, smells, there were smells, and uh, she had put a drink down down there for me, the lights were off, and I just, I, I, I sat in, it was hot sat in and started to just, even in the quiet, you know when it's quiet in a bath, it's just quiet. I still could feel everything and hear everything, anxieties, worries, stresses about not sleeping and not feeling well and, and work and all the you know holiday stuff coming up just was really loud in my head. And um, I got to a point where I started just to remember things that I had preached to probably you guys, that I have preached to myself, that I have preached to my kids. And it was in that particular moment that I just commanded myself to be still. Instead of being the guy saying, Jesus, don't you care about how I'm feeling right now? I began to utilize the name of Jesus in a way of trust and faith in who he already is in my life. And I began to pray and I began to say quietly, I turned my worship music on my phone, not sure if the kids were hearing it in the living room, it's not a big house, but I began to pray and I began to, just, I began to say things like, Jesus, in your name, I, I commit to you my thoughts. I commit to you my anxiety. I commit to you my worries. I give to you, would you take this from me? And all of a sudden, I began to just rest. Now, it could have been all the toxins from all the oils that was causing me to, to feel out of, my, out of my head in that moment. But I truly believe in that moment, I came to a point where it was either Jesus is Jesus in all of this. And even in the storm, he is inviting me to rest in who he is or I'm only experiencing rest when I can control my atmosphere. And it was at that moment I said, nope, Jesus, you are Jesus. And you are the deliverer, you are the provider, you are my security, you are my healer. And I just began to pray in those moments, like I said, Jesus, would you take my thoughts? Would you take my worry? Would you take my anxiety? Would you take my health? I commit them to you now. And for the rest of that hour that I was in there, 
to be completely 100% honest with you, not another worry came across my mind other than just thinking about who he is. That's the type of rest that we're being invited into. My, I didn't magically get 100 hours of sleep that, in, that, in that tub. I, I didn't, the, the, the things I still had to get done the next day didn't vanish. The stressors just didn't go away and for me to feel that rest. But I was being invited into a supernatural rest that superseded the circumstance, that superseded the, the, the situation, the storm. And instead of waking Jesus up, I decided to try to just rest with him. Jesus made a way for us to experience true rest. Jesus did the work. He cleaned the tub. He prepared the way. He got the Epsom salt of all Epsom salts, which was his blood, and said, come boldly into my presence where you will find a new way to do life. And in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 through 23, it says this, and so, dear brothers and sisters, we boldly, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with a sincere heart, fully trusting him, for our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean, and our bodies have been washed with pure water. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. I mean, that in itself was exactly, that's, that was the decision-making moment that we all face sometimes when we're on that fence of resting in God no matter the storm and or having to rely on our own strength and power to find that rest. But we have to make ourselves available for that rest. We have to prepare ourselves for it. We have to enter into it. It says that, right? It says, enter, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. We have to enter into it daily. Resting in the presence of God is a discipline that is cultivated over time. It's relationship, right? It's relationship. But why is resting in God so important? I will say that one of the things I found myself losing over the last month due to not resting and relying on Jesus in those moments was my joy. When we don't find a way to rest in his presence, when we don't find a way to rest in him regardless of the, the, the circumstance around us, we begin to lose our joy. Joy can be lost in the absence of rest. I don't know about you, but when I am not resting in the presence of Jesus, my days are just to get them done. You ever found that? You ever been there? But when I'm resting in the presence of Jesus, no matter of my day, there is always the hopefulness, the joy that Jesus can do whatever he wants to do, and I'm on the lookout for it. And that comes from being rested and restful in the presence of Jesus. Romans chapter 15, verse 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Psalm 1611, it says, you will show me the way of life, 
granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. The pleasures of living with you forever. I think as we rest in the presence of Jesus in our life, as we find a way to get beyond just the physical uh, ways of, of, of being rested, that we find that way of being rested in the presence of Jesus, no matter the situation. I believe that's where the pleasure, pleasures of life come from. That's where we don't miss the beautiful things that God is trying to open our eyes to on an everyday basis. When we take the reins of our lives, when we turn our trust to ourselves, when we look for hope in what we can control, we lose the joy of his presence. We lose the joy of his leading. And there's a joy in his leading, guys. When we allow the presence of God to lead us, the, the rest, this resting in what Jesus wants to do that day, things begin to happen. Our eyes begin to open to the things, the possibilities, the God possibilities around us. It's when we're just trying to get through life, when we're just trying to get through the stressors, when we're just trying to get to that one moment of peace that we miss so much of what God's trying to do in our lives. We lose the joy of his presence. We lose the joy of his leading, forgetting the pleasure of knowing what it's like to run with him in his peace, his strength, his wisdom, his hopefulness, his authority, and love. Life without resting in his presence will rob us of the joy of his presence. So this morning, let's open our hearts to the truth Resting in God, of, of resting in God's presence in the hustle and bustle of our daily lives, we often find ourselves overwhelmed, stressed, anxious, agenda-driven, slowly allowing the world and the enemy to siphon our rest, our joy, and our hope from us. Becoming a people who vaguely remember or only from time to time remember the pleasures of living this life boldly with him. I just want to share some very practical and hopefully powerful reasons to pursue rest in his presence. And the first reason I believe that uh, we should pursue rest of this type in his presence is because, A, God invited us to it. That should be good enough. Uh, God invited us to rest in him. Uh, scripture tells us in Psalms 46.10, be still and know that I am God. In these words, we, we find an invitation from our Heavenly Father to pause, to cease our striving, and to rest in his presence. God desires a relationship with us that goes beyond the hurried prayers and brief moments of leaning into him. He longs for us to take refuge in him, to trust in his goodness, and to find rest, real rest. Are we ever still enough? And this is a question for us to ponder this morning. Are we ever still enough to find rest in his presence? Do we ever find moments throughout our day and throughout our, throughout our week where we find ourselves still enough to just reflect on who God is? The second practical but hopefully powerful reason to pursue rest in his presence is resting in his presence is a foundational piece in our one-on-one -on -one relationship with him. Throughout the Bible, we find numerous instances where God's people sought refuge in his presence. In Exodus 33, 14, it says, the Lord assures Moses, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. 
This promise echoes through all the ages, extending to each and every one of us today. Jesus himself exemplified the importance of resting in God's presence. Often he would withdraw to desolate places to pray and to commune with the Father one-on-one. However, in the busyness of life, one-on-one time with our Heavenly Father sometimes comes down to a last resort. We've made time with him in this way the last thing on our list. We'll take the reins. We'll figure this out. We'll do this. We'll do that. We'll make this happen. Where in reality, what God is asking us to do is to break away with him and to find that rest that only comes from him. There are clear and powerful benefits to resting in God's presence. Three of them. One of them is renewal of strength. In Isaiah 40, 31, it says, we read, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. When we rest in God's presence, our strength is not merely physical, but also spiritual and emotional. God's presence renews our resolve, enabling us to face life's challenges in his strength and not ours. Second thing is guidance and wisdom. Psalm 1611, as we read earlier, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Resting in God's presence opens our hearts to his guidance and his wisdom. Whenever we're trying to force a situation to go our way, when we're trying to get through something that is stressful or hard, he is giving us the ability, the wisdom, and the strength and the guidance if we would only rest in him. Peace beyond understanding is another clear and powerful benefit to resting in God's presence. In Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7, it says, it reminds us, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Resting in God's presence brings a peace that transcends our circumstances, a peace that can only be found in him, a peace that honestly makes no sense to have in most of our situations. When things are going sideways, when things aren't going the way we need them, when, there's, when we're experiencing loss, loss or hurt or pain, Jesus provides a peace that literally makes no sense. But it is the peace that this world needs to see from us. I've never seen it to be a good witness when things are going bad and we're complaining about how horrible life is and where is Jesus at right now? Does he not care uh, as a good witnessing tool to the people around us who hear from us most times as Christians that in Jesus, all things are possible? that in Jesus there is rest, that in Jesus there is hope, that in Jesus there is a way beyond when there is no way. To live that way is our call. What does it look like to prepare yourself for rest? And this is just a couple things that hopefully will be helpful. But I found a lot of these through the book of Psalms that we can find a rhythm sort of speak that I think gives us a practical roadmap to resting in his presence. And the first thing that we need to get used to doing is calling to him. 
to be a people that call to him, to be a people who won't, won't wait to the last second, but to be a people who routinely are calling to their heavenly father, who are calling out in the name of Jesus and giving him the authority over what is going on in our world. In Psalms 4, it says, answer me when I call to you, my righteous God. Give me relief from my distress. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. How long will you, you people turn my glory into shame? How long will you love decisions, uh, delusions, and seek false gods? Know that the Lord has set apart his faithful servant for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. Tremble and do not sin. When you are on your bed, search your hearts and be silent. Offer the sacrifices of the righteous and trust in the Lord. Many, Lord, are asking, who will bring us prosperity? Let the light of your face shine on us. Fill my heart with joy, with their grain and new wine abound. In peace, I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. Just calling out to Jesus, calling out to our Heavenly Father and asking for that rest to be present in our lives. The second thing to prepare ourselves for that type of rest in his presence is trusting in him, to be a people who trust him. We see on the boat that their trust only went as so far as it being a nice, smooth, cruise-like ride across the lake. But trust comes when the waves come. Trust is found when the waters are coming up over the bow. Trust comes when things aren't always going to plan. Rest is faith. Trust, rest, true rest is about trusting God. It says here in Psalm 16, 1 through 2 and 7 through 11, keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead, nor will you let your faithful ones see decay. You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Trust, faith in who Jesus is. Ultimately, in my opinion, in that moment when I was in that tub, when I finally let go of my own controls and my own worries and just regained that composure of trusting in Jesus is when my rest that night really came into, came into play. The third thing is quiet yourselves before him as we prepare ourselves to rest in his presence. So again, calling to our Lord, trusting in him, quieting yourself before him. Psalms 131 says, my heart is not proud, Lord, my eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me, but I have, claimed, I have calmed and quieted myself. I am like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child, I am content. Quiet yourself before him. That, for me, when, I am, when my anxiety, when my stress, when my worry, when things are out of control, the, the loudest voice I have to calm down is usually my own. The loudest noise that is interrupting my time with Jesus is usually my own. And I have to proclaim, I have to tell myself, I have to command my soul to be quiet, to be still, and to know that he is God. 
And the last thing is follow where he leads you. Psalms 23, we all have read this one a thousand times over the years, I'm sure. But the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me, and in the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I have found that as I begin to rest in the presence of God, as I begin to quiet myself, as I begin to call on him more uh, regularly, as I begin to uh, trust him with what I am going through, I do find that in it, he is leading me somewhere. That I'm able to hear his voice. I'm able to be more attentive to what he is doing in my life. As I will say, even though I was at rest in that moment, in that tub, it wasn't, with a, it wasn't without a, 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 a hearing his voice. He was doing something in that moment. He was leading me in that moment to learn something from what I've been going through, to grasp a hold of a truth that hopefully will take me somewhere down the road that I can then add to my life uh, during the times where there is a storm, where there is a situation, where there is a circumstance. And I can boldly come into the throne room of God and say, you are all I need. And no matter what I'm going through, you are enough. That I will call to you, Jesus. That I will trust in your name, Jesus. That I will quiet myself and know that you are God. And I will follow where you lead. Rest makes us more attentive to hearing God's voice. And the lack thereof causes us to just hear the noise of our busyness of our worries, of ourselves. And here's another cool thing about resting in Jesus. When we become a people of rest in him, we can be preparers of rest for those around us. Uh, my wife didn't know it that night, but she, it was totally inviting me back to something that I should have already known, even inviting me back to the ways of Jesus, inviting me back to the ways of resting in him. And that's what we're called to do. We can't do that if we're not a people of rest. If we're not a people of rest in his presence, there's no way we can lead others into that rest, into that faith of trust in who Jesus is. Because if that trust and that faith is shaken on everything that changes around us in our world, it's hard to proclaim that to be rest. <laughs> and it's not to say that we don't have moments in our lives where we are shaken a little bit where things aren't going perfect. But it's that we're not shaken. Our foundation is not shaken. That our foundation in Jesus Christ and his ways and his power and his authority and his love are not shaken. That at the end of the day, we say, this is happening. This is what I'm going through. This is real. But I have given it to Jesus. I believe he is healing me. I believe he is, uh, he is delivering me. I believe that he's making a way where there is no way. He is who he is. I'd like to invite Calvin to come on up. And forgive me if I sound a little off today. Still dealing with some of that rest.
I need some more lavender. <laughs> Would you guys stand with me this morning? And without being in a hurry, would you just bow your heads and close your eyes this morning? There are those in this room that feel like that type of rest is just, it just eludes, it just eludes you. It's just outside of your grasp. That you get week in and week out just by those few precious moments of being able to escape those stressors, those situations, those storms. But you want to come back to a place where rest is not conditional upon the circumstances. That rest in Jesus and in his presence is something we breathe in and breathe out. That we're invited to daily. doesn't come with strings attached. It's not conditionary. And for you, you just want to experience that rest. You want to have that moment even now that just says, Jesus, take captive my thoughts. Take captive my anxiety. Take captive my worry. Take captive these circumstances and situations. May your power rule and reign over them. That in the midst of them, I will not be shaken. I will not be moved from my resolve in who you are, Jesus. That I will be still in this moment and know that you are God. I will know that you are God. I will enjoy those rides that seem like smooth sailing from time to time. But I will also rest with you, Jesus, among the the storms. And we can do that because of our faith and trust in who you are. Let us be a restful people. Let us be a people not pushed around by every wind of circumstance. But let us breathe in deep your peace. for those around us, a preparer of rest. That we help those around us tap into that rest that only you can give, Jesus. 
Let us point to your goodness. Let us be a people who point to your love. Let us be a people who point to you. So Father, we love you this morning. Let us be a people of rest. A people of faith, a people of trust. Let us cultivate this discipline of resting in your presence. We thank you for it. In your precious name we pray. And all God's people said. Would you worship a bit longer with, with us?